Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Welcome to episode 140 of Growth Marketing Today. Today, I have Joe Hubber. He is the customer community strategist at Sprout Social. Building a community for a brand can become a strategic moat. Not only is it a space for a brand's most loyal fans to give new ideas about the product or service, it's also where they can be mobilized to become advocates for the company. In this episode, Joe shares his three best practices to building a thriving community of customer advocates. In episode 140, you learn first, the relationship between customer experience and community. Second, how to build thriving spaces where people ask questions about the product with one another. And third, how you can layer community members' public feedback into the product design. Before we jump in, I put together all the actionable tips that Joe shares in this episode in a one-page PDF. Seriously, why take notes about this podcast when you can just steal mine? You can go to growthtoday.fm forward slash 140 to get it now or find the link in the description of the show. Hurry, because when I publish next week's episode, I take this week's cheat sheet away. I also want to thank those who made this episode possible. Now, these folks help cover the cost of hosting a marketing tool so I can focus on getting amazing experts that you and I can learn from. Thanks to Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. Now, find the top keywords you rank for, track new organic keywords, get more in-depth backlink data, and perform a site audit all for free using Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. You can sign up for free today at growtoday.fm forward slash Ahrefs. That's A-H-R-E-F-S. Or find that link in the description of the show. Enough about me. Let's jump into my chat with Joe. Hey, everybody. I'm excited to have Joe here. He is going to be talking about uh, building and growing communities. And right now, he works at Sprout Social. Uh, how's it going, Joe? How are things with you today? Hi. Thanks so much for having me on. Things are good. Um, things are busy. You know, we're all we're all just trying to stay alive and 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 do that. And uh, I'm looking forward to to chatting with you about community building and, and all that goes along with that big, big subject. Yes. And it is, I, I mentioned it before on Twitter and other places. I zero, I have very little knowledge about communities. I, I'm here to learn. I'm here to school me, please. <laughs> yeah. Every, the thing is, is everybody actually knows about communities because you're all part of one in some form or shape, but it's it's just, it's how to cultivate it with uh, with intention. And we're going to talk, we'll talk through all that. I love that. And uh, before we do, I just love to, you know, I love asking questions to warm things up and p- get people to know you. You said you are a professional voiceover and I'm sure people can hear your, 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 uh, your mic is good, but also your voice is very <laughs> deep. I, I've saw, I've, you've sent over some videos that you did voiceover, but I'm curious, how did you get into voiceover and like, what do you need to do to, to yeah. get that? So, I mean, like, like I get that question a lot. And like, the thing is, is like, I, like as a kid, I always wanted to be Man, I loved cartoons. I loved watching cartoons. I loved watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yes, and Spider Man. And I, I always, yeah. I mean, like, I yeah. just was like, I love the way, like, it sounds like so much fun. And so, like, I used to sit there and I used to try to do like uh, Donald Duck and and try to do like Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny. I tried to do all of these different characters that I was watching on TV, and I got close with some of them. And it was just that thing of like, oh man, I want to do this. And so I just started to get more into acting in general. And I just tried to, to do as much as I could um, around 
around that. And the thing is, is I ended up working in high school. I've, I, I fell into television and then I got into radio and television. And in college, I went to Ball State University, which is one of the top schools in the country for broadcast journalism. Um, and I just, I loved it. I spent as much time as I could getting on TV, getting behind a microphone um, and just doing as much as I could with it. The thing is, is that kind of has led to this different world that we live in of, of, of software as a service companies. Um, I'll call them SaaS companies here moving forward to anyone who didn't know what that acronym was. Um, but SaaS is like a lot of content and there's a lot of content marketing and, and, and content has become such a driver for how we connect with customers just in general and in, in the world. And so this thing of like, ooh, I used to do acting and used to try to put together uh, things that I thought were entertaining and interesting has now led to, okay, I find these topics interesting. I'm going to learn about it and share what I learn with other people um, around, around like, that's how I got into my actual job. Um, but then I still do commercial voiceover work. Um, and that is, I just audition. I go out and I try to find things. Um, through various things, like there's there's various websites that I've used to do that. I don't have representation yet. I was going to ask that. If you're an agent and you're listening. <laughs> yeah. If you're an agent and you're listening, I am looking. Um, but like it's like right now I'm independent, non-union because it's easy for me to do. I have a full-time job that I love. I love working at Sprout. It's the best company I've ever worked at. And I honestly can't like, imagine like working elsewhere. Um, so it's it's nice to me to have this option of taking the jobs that I want. I've said no to jobs before. Um, that just didn't, they didn't either match up with, with what I wanted my voice attached to, or they just, we just didn't have the time because I do, like I said, I have a full-time job. Um, and I just audition for as much as I can, um, and as much as I want to. So it's, it's a nice, it's a nice way to supplement the income, but it's also a nice way to, to, to do the thing that I love doing, which is playing with my voice. Interesting. And, and what, which videos can people hear your voice? I know you said over, but like, yeah. Which way for the listeners, like just maybe talk about which videos your yeah. ads you've been on. I would, so the ones I always share with people are the ones I had, the ones that I think are like the most fun are Travel Nevada. I'm the voice of Travel Nevada, which is, um, that was, that's my first like big, this was my first big massive brand, um, an exciting thing. And so it's, it's, uh, I am the voice of Travel Nevada, which is exciting um, and I love, I love doing that one. So if you go to, if you find the weirdest, wildest West video, um, you'll recognize a, a familiar voice. Whoa. Um, that yeah. is cheap. Totally cheap. That's cool. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's so, so it's exciting and it's fun to do that one. Um, the Alberta ballet last year yeah. did a, uh, they did a, a, a rendition of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein on stage. And I've, I heard it was beautiful. I don't live in Alberta, so I wasn't able to see it. Um, but they did in conjunction with an agency in Canada as well, uh, Joe Media, uh, they did a, uh, a video, a creative video. And I got to play, uh, I was Dr. Frankenstein and the monster, or I was a narrator. I'm like, it was, it was like this really interesting thing that they did the way that they um, put it together. But that was, those are the two that I, I think are the most fun that I've done in the last couple of years, but I've done a lot of commercial work for some other brands as well. Um, CDK Global is a, is a, ma a major brand that, that most people have heard of. Um, and then there's a couple other brands. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention who they are. So I'm just not gonna. That's fine. And I'm, yeah, have you used, have you, <laughs> have you used your voice for a Sprout Social, like making announcements oh, yeah. or, oh really? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So not necessarily, so like for ads and things like that, um, not necessarily for that, but for, um, I'm, I, I'm a customer community strategist at Sprout. And so we're going to talk a lot about community building. Um, but a big part of community and, and customer marketing in general is content. Um, and I firmly believe that if you work in marketing, if you work for your marketing team, the best way to connect with people and to, to get people connected to your brand is to just put real people who work for your company in front of your customers, have them build those relationships. And so for me, we do Facebook lives a lot um, is a big, a big part of our, our customer marketing strategy is, is connecting with people and just getting in front of people. Um, and so that's, that's the thing we do. Interesting, really fascinating. And I think we're still starting to talk about community already. What are, this is something that, that you might get you asked a lot, but like what is the value of community to to like brands like let's say with Spa Social or other brands? Like what, what why should they think about community? And you're already starting to lead to it. You're talking about content, but like for you, why why, why should uh, that be a something marketers should be thinking about as part of their strategy. Yeah. So the, here's the thing, like your, your community exists, whether or not you cultivate it. Um, I almost, this is something that I like, I didn't get into a Twitter argument about it. I've never done that because I usually just, I'm like, let's just, just like, I'm just not going to talk to you about it. But like a thing that's come up on Twitter before is that people say like, no, that's audience. No, like just like your community doesn't exist until you cultivate it, which is, it's just false. It's not true. Um, every single brand has a community and it's, they, they might not be aware that, that it's, it's existing, but if they talk to one another, if like they know of anything, you have a really small community of people. Um, and the thing is the community value that your brand will be able to pick up on is every part of the company can value from community. And we talk a lot about, um, voice of customers, like a big thing that's, that's kind of come into like the marketing space over the last couple of years. And it's become a thing of what are people saying about us? And it's, you have people who are willing to tell you everything that they love about your company, everything they dislike about your company and ways to improve. And it's, it's going out and cultivating that will help your product get better. It will help your sales cycle get better. If you cultivate healthy community spaces, your sales team, your new business team is able to bring people in and, and then they can actually build relationships with people. So if you have prospects, because your prospects, right? Like it's, it's, if you're building a community space around your industry, not just your platform, you're able now to bring your new business team in. And maybe before someone even considers buying from you, they might have a relationship now with someone who works at your team, with your organization. And so if you have new business reps, like your, your, your account executives or BDRs, SDRs that are interested, right? And like, they might just say like, how do I like, like, should I post? And it's like, sure you're part of the community too, like your, your internal company. So you're, you're, you're ingraining not only your customers into the, like a new space and, and having dialogue with you, but you're also able to like bring some of your other teammates in and dialogue back. It's not, it no longer becomes this weird one-way conversation of you talking out to your customers and saying, Hey, you need to buy this. Here's the value. Here's this. And it's not just them coming in and saying like, Hey, we want, we want, we want. It's now an interface. It's now a dialogue. And there's a way for you to have like those conversations. So that, 
that blends into your growth, that blends into your churn numbers, that blends into your customer success metrics for CSAT, for your NPR scores. It layers into your marketing campaigns because now if you have a trusted space, you can promote within the community without seeming kind of like over the top. So there's just this, this inherent value to literally every single facet of your team in your, in your company structure. Mm. I love I love how you put that. You know, it, the community already exists there. It's now becoming, and you said a word earlier that I really love. You said you, it's becoming intentional about that community. Mm-hmm. What are you know when you came in, became the um, the community strategist at Sprout Social? Was was there already some intentionality into the community, or you came in specifically to be more intentional and kind of build out like that trusted space, like you said, uh, for Sprout yeah. Social? Um, I won't get into like the, yeah. the hyper details, but the, like we did have we did have people that worked there, Sarah Nagel and Vera Flores, who are who are exceptional community professionals. Sarah doesn't. Sarah went on to 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 do a different role in Sprout entirely because she wanted a different she wanted a different route. And Vera, I know, does amazing customer community work uh, for for like that's just that's she's they were both very good at it. So it wasn't about changing anything. It was just like a maybe a slightly different vision of what we wanted to do. Um, um, playing with the tools that we have and playing with some concepts that I had um, because I've worked in customer communities since 2013, I think is the year that I always go with. Um, like, re- like realistically, I've worked in it for like, I've thought about it for longer, but I've actually built community spaces in SaaS companies since 2013. And the thing is like, it's, it, was, it wasn't ever about like a, a giant shift in, in, like the way things work because they were both so phenomenally good at what they did. It was just a different route um, that we took. And it's just like, they're like, it's just different tweaks, right? It's just a different approach. Um, And that's one of the things I talk about a lot is like with your company, like whoever's listening to this, if you're, if you're listening to this and thinking like, do we have, like, how do we get started? What do we do? Like, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And it's that thing of, it doesn't, you don't have to have 5,000 people in your community space for it to be successful. You can have 20 people in your community space and have a hyper successful community space, right? Like you don't have to have like this, like crazy, huge number of people involved. You can have, 20 people from your customer base who are really, really honest and open and connect with one another, get along and share back with you things that, that, that you find interesting while they're also getting value from you as well. That totally makes sense. Yeah. I really love how you put that like that. Um, you were, I didn't know you've been um, like building community since 2013, but like, let's start from the scratch. You, you're already kind of leading towards it. Let's say like there is that marketer or that marketing team or that community, um, the customer success team that wants to do build out that community and be more, more intentional about it. What would be your, your, you know, here's what you should do. What would be your advice to, to that person or that, that team? Yeah. So the, there's two things that I want, I would say here, and it's, it's kind of that outset of we have community. It's just not what we want it to be. It's just not working. And we kind of want to like restart. And then there's the people who have to start from literally nothing. (laughs) We've never had it. We've never done it. So they're two different conversations. I'll start, I'll start with the more common, like, oh my gosh, we've never done community. (laughs) Is it something we should do? 
um, that, that, that first type of person. And the thing I always say is before you do anything, and this, this includes everything in marketing, um, there's, I don't know where I read it, but it's like aggressively ask or aggressively answer the why. And so it's kind of like, okay, so if you want to start a community space, like let's, let's talk about that. Why are we starting it? Why do we want to do this? Why, why are we going to try serving these people? And then like, you have to really frame up the purpose of it. So it's, Start asking yourself every single question you can possibly ask yourself about why it why it's going to succeed. Um, it's kind of that thing of uh, make it, like prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that it's going to work. And it's not to say like you're going into this like trying to f- trying to figure out how it can fail. It's just you're really just trying to make sure that you're that you're approaching this with the mindset of I'm here for my customer. I'm here for them. Right. And like, that's what you have to do. Um, the, the other thing is, as you build this out, you should be building it with the people that you're, that you're trying to reach. So your community members should be involved with you, letting you know, like, hey, here's what I would do different. Here's what I would change. I do like this. I don't like this. And the thing is, is I, I, I just was at Inbound was this, this past week for HubSpot. And one of the things that came up was um, like North Star metrics and like taking, taking these metrics and they never change. And, and they, like, those are the things that we consider kind of like holy, but that's not realistic for community. You can't really do that. The thing I usually say is build what you think people will like and what your community will want, but then be ready to pivot and change. And so if you're just starting out, the first thing you need to identify is, do you want, like, what kind of community space do you want to build? Do you want it to be a customer community space? Do you want it to be a support community space? Do you want it to be an insights community where it's a smaller number of people, but you're higher end customers? Do you want it to be something where you can get kicked out of the community? Do you want this to be like community for life, whether or not you're a customer? So you have to answer all of those kinds of questions uh, first. And once you, once you start answering all of those, your community will start to take shape and you'll kind of know what, what you want to build. Um, and that includes like, do you want to do it in a Facebook group? Do you want to do it in Slack? Do you want to do it on Discord? Where do you want to build your community space? Um, do you want a branded community space? That kind of stuff. And then the, the, the second thing there is people who have community spaces now that just aren't working. And, and can we get kind of can we rip this thing down to the studs and rebuild? And so to that end, um, the answer is yes. Of course, you can get rid of community spaces that aren't working because you can't do stuff, your business, right? You, like that at the end of the day, you still are a business. You need to make money. That's, that's reality. Um, so you, of course, you can get rid of those community spaces. You just have to be really, really in, like intentional is a, a word that comes up a lot. But you're going to have to be really intentional and, and sincere about why this space is going away and why you're building something new. And so you've answered the question to yourself right now, this doesn't work. So what's new and why would it work? Because the thing is, is to get someone from a failed community space into a new community space that you hope will succeed is a little bit of a tougher sell because you've already shown we're not really pumped on this thing. And so you just have to think of the messaging um, that you're going into and why are you changing it? And it goes back to that aggressively answer the why. Why are we changing it? Why now? Why aren't we just going in a new direction. So there's, there are like for both 
groups, it's aggressively answer that why. But for one group, you have a lot more of an uphill battle to get more people. Yeah. I mean, to get people back into your community space. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of a lost trust. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I, I want to ask uh, specifically for like SaaS space, and it could be very, it could be more broad, like just in SaaS general. What are like some SaaS community spaces that you're you're seeing working, and some that are not? Um, I'm seeing a lot of like Slack group, Slack group communities where you know things do get lost. Uh, so I'm curious, like what you know, what do you think are working for the SaaS space in terms of space uh, community spaces, and what are things that are maybe are not the most ideal? Yeah, not gonna drag anybody. Um, so no, no juicy, no juicy gossip. Um, the the thing I'll say though is um, the. I, they all work, right? Like they all, there are examples in every single type of platform of this one works, this one is awesome. And like people can do it right. Um, I don't think it comes down to your technology all the time. It all, it comes down to like, like what work, what, what's going to work for you. So for example, if you are a company and you want to have a community of people and you want to be able to track metrics on the back end. You want to be able to track the the you know the um, net dollar retention or your net revenue retention, your churn number. If you want to track how many people are we creating leads out of new customers versus uh, existing customers versus uh, churned customers, and like you want to be able to track all that stuff, you're probably going to have to buy a tool because mm. like. Slack's not going to give you that information. <laughs> the end. Like it's it's like you're just not going to get it there. Yeah. Discord's not going to give you that information. Mm. You're not going to get it there. And so you have to start looking at like these other tools that are that are like you know like a higher logic or like a vanilla forum. So like there there are like there are things out there. Inside it is another another big one. Um, but like like out of those companies, like you're going to have to probably look at like one of those tools. Um, I just talked with Higher Logic uh, for their podcast about. Um, different tools that exist and things like that. And so it was like, like that's, that's a thing, right? Like where out of, out of the spaces that get it right, the thing that they're doing is they've established exactly what they want you to get out of it. And then they've listened to, to the people that are in the community space that say like, I do like this, I don't like this. Um, I was in a Slack uh, community that I won't, I'm not going to name them, but it was, it was, but it was just, it was a really bad experience for me because it was tough to get, there were so many channels, it was overloading. It was like, it just became a process for me to just to, just to read something was a process and they didn't pay for their, for their Slack instance. And it was, that's fine, I guess. But like, if you do that, then we're like after 10,000 messages or a certain amount of time, like I lose access to those messages. And it's like, if it's active in one channel and not like the channel you're involved in, it starts to feel blah. When we come back in just a moment, Joel Hubber shares how you can layer community members' feedback into your product design. Just a quick thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Now, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools help website owners get more traffic from search by improving their website's SEO performance. It does this in three easy ways. First, it scans your website for over 100 common SEO issues that might be hurting its performance in search engines. Second, it gives you actionable insights from your inbound and outbound link profiles. 
entered, it shows you what keywords your website ranks for and compare how you stack up against competitors in the search results page. Now I took it for a test drive and I have to say that I'm very impressed with how easy it is to use and how useful the data they provided. It gave me a holistic view of how my website is doing and I got more actionable tips, insights, and strategies to get growth to data.fm ranking higher in search engines than Google Search Console. Sign up for free by going to growtoday.fm forward slash hrefs, that's A-H-R-E-F-S, or find that link in the description of this show. Signing up is a breeze and it only takes a few clicks to get it set up. Enough about this, let's jump into my chat with Joe. Yeah, I've been in, yeah, you're right, I'm not gonna name any names, but I have been in several Slack groups where like, what what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Which, which channels yeah. should I be part of? That's a good point. Uh, with with the tools, and it really and I do want to emphasize something you said earlier. Like when people think about building communities, the first thing they think about is tools, right? Versus mm -hmm. what you said earlier was like you need to figure out why specifically you need because like the why, and this leads to my next question leads to your metrics, right? If you if you know the why, then you can maybe figure out a little bit of like what does success look like, yeah. and then what met, the metrics will, will look like. Um, you already mentioned a few. I didn't know you can measure net retention revenue by using a specific uh, community tool. But what what are some other metrics? Uh, people who are look, looking to build or already has a community. What are some metrics that your 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 you or them should be looking at in terms of measuring the health of their community? Yeah. Um. And and just just a quick point clarification. Uh, if you use like the, one of those tools, there are a lot of tools that plug into Salesforce or right. your, a CRM or whatever, whatever CRM you're using. Um, like you can, if, if you have, if you have a CRM that you want to tap into that like has all of that metric, like metrics of your net dollar retention customer thing, like a, a lot of those tools will tie into them. And so that's what, that's what I'm talking about with that. Yeah. Um, in relationship, uh, uh, what was the question one more time? Yeah, it was metrics. Like what kind of metrics should... Oh, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to metrics, there's this lovely answer that everyone in marketing loves all the time, which is it depends. And so <laughs> it's it's all about what are you trying to do? What's the goal? So start from there. And once you have that, that should inform everything. And honestly, like it's one of these things where like, people, people, people always kind of make me laugh because like sometimes they feel like they're, they're talking like there's some sort of soothsayer and it's like, no, like you, you, you'd be able to figure it out. If you have done any kind of marketing ever, you're going to be able to look at community metrics and probably pick out the ones that are right and valuable and make the most sense. Um, like daily active users, like weekly active users, um, that kind of stuff is, is really obvious. That's a, that's an indicator of is of the health of your community spaces. Like looking at like uh, so we talked about voice of customers. So doing um, an analysis on the post types. So looking look at are we getting asked like if if you want to run a customer community that is an industry specific thing like where you just like you are a um, SaaS company that does like reviews. And you want to talk of like, you want to make sure people are talking about like how to get more reviews is like, that's a thing that you might want to do. And so if that's the case, then you look at your community space and all that's happening is people are like, how do I log in? And it's like this thing of like, all of a sudden now it's a support space and you don't want it to be a support space. 
Well, then what you can do is you can then go look at, say, like, all right, how do we get people out of the habit of asking their support questions here? Or, or you pivot hard into the idea, this is now a support community space. And then that opens you up to either deliver a need that is clearly not being filled. Your help center is not easy enough to read. Your learning portal is not, not, not working properly. Um, you're, you're not giving people the answer in app. So like, if that's the case, you have two options. One is pivot into this thing that's going to now fill the need. And then you, you can spend less time thinking about like your help center, thinking about like whatever, whatever it is that you're, you're working with, or you can fix those things and readjust your community space here. So there's ways to like, it's this thing of like metrics are always going to be pretty obvious for you. Do you, if, and if it's, if it's, people are telling you that they want a support space and you decide to give it to them, then it, then you can start to evaluate your metrics of, how many questions are we answering here that are the same every month? Are our tickets going down? Um, I'm a big fan of blended metrics, of blending your community space alongside other things. So, whether, so some, for some people, that's going to be new business. Um, and that's going to be a thing where you create a space that is customer agnostic. You don't need to be a customer to be in the space, to understand the space, and to get value out of being there. And then what you're hoping is that by word of mouth or by advertisement, you're able to bring in people who aren't your customer. And then what you might say is like, like you can, you can create different like redirects, UTMs, things that will track ways of, of tracking your community spaces impact on that external growth. And then that way you start to see more of a value uh, from the space, but you're also able to communicate that value out to other stakeholders at your company. Yeah, that that totally makes sense. And I, like, what, I love how you brought up once again. If you know your goal, you should be able to figure out like what metrics you need to to be measuring out. I want to shift gears and talk about maybe some common mistakes that you found um, community builders or marketers who are trying to build yeah. a community are making when they're thinking about building a community around uh, their brand. Yeah. So there, I mean, like the, the, the biggest mistake is an unwillingness to change. Um, I know it all. I've got it figured out. I'm the smart one. And it's kind of like, sure, you could be the smartest person in any room, but the thing is, if you're not listening to your customers, you're going to, you're going to miss there's, you're just going to have a miss. Um, and so like this unwillingness to change and unwillingness to shift and pivot, that's, that's a big thing. Um, Another mistake I see a lot of people make is an unwillingness to get started. A, it's big. It's not easy. It's one of those things I laugh a lot um, at, at. Like we just talked about tools earlier. And a lot of these tools that you'll read, will be, they'll say things like, we have 7,000% return on investment. It's like, no, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you just, you just don't. You're like, you made up this weird lie, like metric that you lie about. And it's this, so, so looking at, uh, looking at that, it's this idea that, um, the mistake that gets made is like an unwillingness to get started because of either they're not believing the fake lies in sales pitches. It's an unwillingness to get started because it's a big, scary thing. It's an unwillingness to get started because it requires, it does, it requires a tremendous amount of effort. I um, mean, if you don't have a champion internally, someone who is like, just loves 
community stuff, like that customer marketing with that community bent. If you don't have that champion internally, that's there's an unwillingness to get started because it is. It's a tremendous amount of work. There's a lot of things that go into it. Um, and it's it's constant. It's an upkeep that never goes away. And so like it's that thing of like your success can actually be a hindrance to you if you're if you find out that like this thing does take up a lot of time. But the thing is, is the payback on it is tremendous. But, but it is, it's a lot of work. And it's that thing of like, don't, don't, don't lie to people and say like, yeah, no, this is easy. Like you're, it's going to take a lot of work and this never goes away. Like that's the other thing too, is like someone, I was talking to someone um, once and they said, yeah, but like once the community gets up and running, then it's, it's kind of like it runs on its own. I just started laughing. (laughs) I was like, no, where did you get that idea? Because that's not true. And I had some, like, I've had people say like, like, well, that's how it should be. No, that's, it's not like that. It never will be like that. So just kind of get that out of your head. Um, so there's that unwillingness to get started. Um, and then, and then another big mistake uh, would be um, either an unwillingness to give things a try, or or like cutting content or decisions before they have a chance to get legs under them, or cutting content like letting content and decisions linger too long. So it's this thing of like, uh, just for example, we did a, a, uh, I worked with a company that we did this thing where it was like, we did uh, a watch party, Facebook watch party, and it just didn't work. And I, it, it, it didn't work the first time and nobody joined and it was just me watching a video by myself commenting on it. And then and that was weird. And then I did it a second time and I was like, all right, this, nobody cares about this. Nobody wants to do this thing. So I'm just not going to do it again. And it was, I gave myself a chance. We, we tried it twice and then we were done with it. It was just not worth doing ever again. Um, but the, 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 other, the other side of that coin is some people will try things um, once and never do it again. And it actually had a chance. It just, it just, it, it didn't have the right mojo the first couple of times. It didn't have the right energy the first couple of times. Um, or people will let things go way, 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 way too long. So, uh, so those are the, those are the, the three biggest mistakes that I see people make. I want to kind of latch on to one of the mistakes you said about, well, you know, once it's up and running, people will just provide user-generated content yeah. and it's going to yeah. be easy. What is the upkeep and the work that's, that is people might not be thinking about that's required to keep this community going? Is it obviously there's moderating um, the, the conversation to make sure that it's in line with whatever rules or whatever thing you have, but what are, what are some work or upkeep required to make sure community is alive and thriving. Yeah. So it, a lot of that goes back to like those metrics and like understanding, understanding what the data is telling you because you have to be able to do that. And if you, if you go back and you look at your numbers and so, um, your, your KPIs will feel a little bit different with community spaces because you might not hit the numbers necessarily, but like if, if one, one of your metrics could be way high one month and way down the next, um, but as long as you're keeping things healthy and you're keeping discussions open and you're, you're, you're still getting kind of like the, the back and forth that you want, um, there's, there's some of that in, involved. Um, but, but in terms of upkeep, it's, it's a lot of going back and looking at your data and understanding the analytics of it. Um, people don't think of community managers probably as being like data nerds. And that's if you're good at community management, you are a big data nerd because you like to see like, like that understanding of, of are we getting the right kinds of questions? And so 
it's uh, not to get not to get too technical or anything, but like I ran one a couple. Uh, like, gosh, it was it was probably one of the first community spaces that I I ran and built. Um, and one of the things we looked at was um, support tickets. And so I always wanted to see our support tickets go down. That's what I always wanted to see was I wanted to, to layer like the questions that get in and, and the discussions that come in and like those things. And once we did that, then we were going to focus on educational content. Um, and so, so for, for us, it was that idea of like, like looking at that data and then um, making decisions based on that. And that's a lot of, a lot of the, the upkeep that goes into it. Um, of course, like you said, moderation, that's a big thing. You have to be able to answer questions and you, you are, you're, 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 you have to be able to interact and do all of that. Um, and then the big thing is content, right? Your, your community spaces should be generating content and it should not just be user generated content because the thing is, they're going to do that anyway. And if you generate content on top of that, that is valuable and that could be educational about products, educational about the business, educational about a new product that you have coming out. Um, that's a part of it. And then the last thing that goes into it, that's, that's massive and takes up a lot of time. is promotional, promotional aspects of things. Um, it's this ability to work with other teams marketing in your marketing team organization to promote either events, to promote new products, to promote things um, in a way that feels authentic, but also feels like you're reaching and adding value on top of it. So, so those are the, those are the big things that are, are moderation, data and analytics, uh, like kind of parsing and understanding um, moderation itself and then uh, uh, content generation. That, that is eye-opening. Thanks for sharing that. I didn't know that that's all the work involved because, like I said, I have very little experience in, in community, uh, managing a community or growing a community. I want to shift gears and talk about uh, what the future for customer communities look like. That was one of the uh, topics that you suggested that we can talk about. What are, what are, what is that you're seeing? Is, is Do you see more brands like shifting to building customer communities or... Uh, or any, anything else that you see is uh, going to happen uh, very soon or in, maybe further down the road about customer communities? Yeah. I don't think anything changes over the next couple of years. I think communities became a lot. Like they, they've been inherently valuable for a long time, but I think in 2020 it became just this hyper obvious thing of I had, uh, I wasn't able to take on any new customers. Uh, for, I, I used to do consulting. Um, and I kind of stopped doing consulting last year because I was getting so much voice work and I was much happier doing that. And so like I do, I have a full-time job and I didn't want to do like two things at, or three things at once, which was, you know, voice acting, um, consultation and this. And so like this year though, community, I mean, once COVID hit, right, we were all at home, we're, we're in quarantine. And like, it's this thing of people are still hungry for interaction and so, to wit, the, the community spaces at most companies took off. And like if you had a strong space where people could come and interact and have conversations with people who are like them, having the same kinds of problems they're facing, if you were able to build that ahead of COVID, you, I guarantee your community space saw exponential growth. And that was a thing was some people were like, well, how can we get in on that wave? And it was kind of this thing of like, I don't have... I don't have the time for it, but you like the, the way you do it is by having it built ahead of time. And so the thing, like the thing, like that's why I don't think there's any changes coming in the year, next year or two is because 2020 shaped a lot of people's community spaces. 
for the next year or two um, because it, 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 it either became the thing it's going to be or you pivoted away from it and now it's the thing it's going to be or it was it was something uh, exactly perfect to what they wanted. Um, so your community spaces today, like the things that you're seeing, a lot of that is 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 probably what we'll see for the next year or two. Um, but yeah, then the big shift that I see coming is um, brands are always looking to 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 dig their claws into customers and 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 like like build into their thing. The thing I do see happening more and more is is this support, um, this idea of support community spaces becoming even stronger. Um, people they they, they want to get an answer and they want it like that, and you can deliver that. And you can create a living, breathing help center that isn't three people writing help center articles who are also answering support tickets, who are also answering support calls, who are also having to escalate things. And so it's like these people who are doing so much work already might not have to build those help centers. So it's more like this impact on what you're going to see in other aspects of the business. So you're, you're going to see help centers become more fluid. You're going to see uh, educational content, I think, become much more pointed to specific areas or aspects of, of, your, um, of, your, of your platform if you work in SaaS. And if you work in SaaS, the, the last thing that you'll, you'll very likely see is more use cases. So that's, that's a big thing that you're going to start to see is more use cases because people are going to be willing to give you, if in your community spaces, if you have healthy spaces, they're going to be willing to give you those uh, use cases that you're going to be able to take and put and layer back into your marketing data. So it's less about what's going to happen in community spaces and more about how people utilize the data, utilize the information. That's the thing that's going to change in the near future. Down the road, like five, six years down the road, I do have some thoughts about what's going to happen around like how brands are going to be ingraining themselves even more with customers. Um, because the thing is, it, it never goes away It never like a customer, a customer that, that becomes a customer for life is a lot more valuable to people today than it ever has been. Really fascinating. You, you, you have a lot of this, you know, you've shared a lot of ideas around communities and building communities. I'm curious, what are some of your favorite community spaces and communities that you're part of, whether that's in marketing or voiceover community, <laughs> like whatever, like what are some of your favorite communities that, that you're like they they're they're doing this right. Yeah. Um. Well, one like I, this is tough because it's like the uh, there are a lot of great examples of community. Um. The the one I'm going to shout out is uh, Impact. Uh. I don't I I don't know if they're a closed community or not. Um. But a, a friend of mine actually runs the space, and uh, I. We just when we started talking when I first got the job at Sprout, she invited me in, and and she's in our community space. I'm in her community space, and I like I've always kind of looked to that one as a uh, like as a north star, uh, so to speak. Gosh, I hate that's the second time I brought up the north star. <laughs> um, but the uh, uh, I've always looked to them as kind of being like an exciting, um, cool thing. Um, but again, I don't know that people are allowed. To, to join that one uh, or not. Um, one I just joined that I think is interesting, I haven't dug in too much yet, was Plot Your Novel in Just Five Days is the name of it. 
Um, it seems like a free challenge. It was, it's like I write. And so it's, it's, it seems like they have some cool stuff. They've done threads, they've done intros and welcomes. Um, but like, I haven't dug too deep into it. Um, and then honestly, I think that like, I don't, I don't spend a ton of time, um, in necessarily in others communities so much as I do spend looking and just kind of digging in when I need to. Um, and I, that's, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, if I feel like I'm, I'm needing inspiration, I'll just start going into other people's Facebook groups or face or, or community spaces and just start clicking around. Um, but I don't, I don't, there's nobody that I like dig into as being like, Oh, this is the only one. And uh, by the way, that group is called impact elite and it looks to be a private group. So, yeah, but, um, I think you can join. It looks like, it looks like you might be able to join sales and marketing impact elite is the name of that Facebook group. Uh, but it's another marketing group. Interesting. Okay. I will definitely check that out. Uh, I want to start wrapping up and you've shared a lot of advice so far in this episode about community, but if you can summarize, what would be like one or two key takeaways that Somebody, it would be in the first, I think, or the second batch where like they never thought about communities before. Uh, they they are like, oh, we should do this. Other people are doing it. <laughs> what would be that one or two takeaways that they, they should learn from this, this conversation? Three things. Drill down the why. Define your purpose and build it. Pivot and change when customers give you feedback. And that's it. That's great. That sounds like a start of a presentation or a book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Joe. I really do appreciate it. One final question. Uh, Where can people find out about you? Do you, you know, this is your call to action. Do you want them to add you on LinkedIn, follow you on Twitter, go to your blog, sign up for your newsletter? Like what is your call to action for my listeners? Yeah. Yeah. You feel free to feel free to find me on LinkedIn. I'm at Joe Huber there. Uh, think I'm, I don't know my actual handle, but if you look up Joe Huber, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm a bald guy with a red beard. <laughs> um, if you go on Twitter, it's at Joseph P Huber. Um, I talk a lot about, uh, I talk, I do talk a lot about community there and marketing in general, but I also talk about a million other things. So, um, come, come hang out and, and connect with me there. I'd love to connect with you. Um, and then if, uh, if anyone is interested in booking me for voiceover work, jphubervoice.com. Um, is me and that's jphubervoice.com and that's where you can find me awesome well i I thought you were gonna do one of those deep voice again like no no. (laughs) (laughs) well well, thank you so much for your time joe i really do appreciate it thank you so much for having me well, that's it for this episode. I want to remind you that I've created a free growth cheat sheet with all the actionable tips from Joe in a one-page PDF. Seriously, why take notes when you can steal mine? You can go to growtoday.fm forward slash 140 or find the link in the description of the show. I also want to thank the sponsor for this episode again. They help cover the costs of hosting and marketing tools so I can focus on getting amazing experts that you and I can learn from. Thanks to Ahrefs Webmaster Tool, uh, find the top keywords you rank for, track new organic keywords, get more in-depth backlink data, and perform a site audit all for free using Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. You can sign up for free today at growtoday.fm forward slash Ahrefs. That's A-H-R-E-F-S. 
or find that link in the description of the show. Please also support me. There's three easy ways you can do that. First, you can tell a friend about this episode. If you found it valuable, Slack it to a friend or colleague. You can email it to them. You can DM it to them. You can just spread the love. I would really appreciate that. Second, if you're not already part of the Grow Today mailing list, please consider joining it. I share all future growth cheat sheets to my subscribers. I also let them know about professional and personal updates. Like I let them know that I was writing a book and gave them free digital access before anyone else. And third, if you've listened this far, I would really appreciate it if you enjoy the show to leave a feedback and review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Now, this is one way that other people can find out about podcast shows is through these platforms. Well, that's it for this episode. Until the next one, keep safe. And as always, keep on growing. Passion, passion.